Welcome to the RVA Returners Podcast, your number one source for all things Final Fantasy TCG, sponsored by Ultimate Guard. So yeah, that'll be fun. Yeah, it'll be nice to, you know, see everybody again. I'm just so fucking hyped, dude. There's just so much good stuff coming down the pipe. It's you know, and we're recording again. This is like the I'm back. I love the frequency. Mm-hmm. Dude, the um, people also gonna... love the frequency. The people are gonna they're gonna shit your pants when they see that there's another new episode of the RV Returners podcast. Pants will be shat. That's for damn sure. It's nice to you know get back on a good frequency because I I want to do I want to I want I want to be I want to keep the excitement train rolling. Oh, well, turns like, out there's um... stuff to talk about, bro. It's like, you know... it's, isn't it great? Isn't it great when yeah. there's shit to talk about? Saying, it sure is. I'm definitely saying, and I feel like that's just like the segue point. Like I feel like it's just like the door is wide open, and I should walk through it. So, John, I'm going to walk through it, and we are just like that. The the seas have parted. The sun is shining down. The birds are chirping. You hear that? You hear that? Because I hear that, and that sound means we are back. For the next episode of the RV Returns Podcast. Oh, we're back. Oh yeah, brother. Hell yeah. Oh my god, John, we're back. We're back, Chris. So soon. So, so soon. soon. I know, dude. You yes. might have just literally you may have just finished listening to the last episode. It's probably unlikely. <laughs> probably. Possibly. But maybe. But maybe you did. And now you are like, oh man, I wish I, I hope I don't have to wait month. another. 12 years to listen to the next episode of the RV Returns podcast, but we're back. Well, I'm here to tell you, brother, that uh, you do not have to wait that long because, John, as we, as we, you know, so, you know, mentioned ad nauseum last week that, you know, we're excited to be excited again. Things are back. The wheels are turning. You know, we've still got this new set to tinker and toggle with. We've still got... You know, there's events going on left and right. A lot of these reunion events are, which we'll talk about some of those today. Um, you know, the, the 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 meta, quote unquote, is is starting to shape up. I mean, there's nothing nothing that's not expected, but you're seeing a lot of really neat things just kind of pop up. It's almost like you're seeing like a new flavor of something every week. Mm-hmm. So it, it's and then it's like, well, let's see how how long this sticks around. Oh, it was just a flash in the pan as people are like. Or maybe it's just that quick counterplay, that quick evolution of counterplay, where people are like, "Oh, people are people one with this shit." Well, let's see what we can do to counteract that. As as the countdown to re-raise in um in Orlando begins, you know the the counterplay is gonna have to come quick. The thinking, the evolution, it's all gonna have to come quick. Cause John, we're 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 less than a month away. We're about three weeks away. Yeah, I mean it's uh it's coming quick. Exactly. We are. Yeah, we are literally three weeks away. Indeed, and uh, speaking of speaking of coming quick, uh, do with that what you will. Um, of course, you know we are back. Next episode, RVA Returners Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Adams. With me, as always, on the case, on just quick on the draw, quick on everything. John Schreiner, say hi to everybody. Hey, everybody, how's it going? Welcome. Uh, you know, John, I'm I'm, I'm fading fast. You know, I need this. Uh, I need this hot cuppa, this sip down Ooh. my gullet. So I don't know if you've got a fresh. If you got a oh, fresh cup, of Chris, I would not be caught dead the opening of uh, a new cast without a fresh sippable in my hand. 
Oh man, that's right. A hot cuppa, and I got a donut to go with my cuppa. Donut. So donut. I'm gonna I'm gonna do the Dunkin' sip. I feel that, dude. You, so you get your dunk ready, dude. I'm gonna prep oh, the dude. people at home. If you've got your sippable, you get that in your hand. Mm. Get ready for a little simultaneous sip to start the cast to Let's start our it. day on a little three, two, one. Mm. Oh f. Mm. There's nothing. Nothing dunks better than this chocolate cake donut from Dunkin' Donuts. The chocolate cake sponsor donut, me. Sponsor mm-hmm. me. Dunkin' sent me coffee. Mm, 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 mm. Damn, Chris, you know what really... I just, right. I'm so ready to start the cast. Now that I've had the rich, bold, smooth, flavorful deliverance <laughs> of caffeine into my system by this fragrant and really just, just lovely cup of coffee here that has been provided straight from the folks over at Dunkin' Donuts. Dunkin' Donuts, <laughs> America runs on Dunkin'. Take a quick break in this episode to talk to you about Dunkin' Donuts. That's right. And now back to the show. <laughs> I would love to get a mess from them either. One of two things: one, we love what you're doing, keep it up, or B, y'all need to stop doing that shit. <laughs> I just want like Duncan Senpai to notice me. You know, that's, yes, that's, all, that's I need. all I want. That's all I that's need. That's all I want. Good, bad, or indifferent. They, <laughs> they, they did. They, they will have taken notice. That's right. And put well, us on notice. That, well, yeah. That's a cease and desist coming our way. The old C and D from D and D, dude. <laughs> <laughs> America runs on cease and desist. <laughs> oh, oh my dude. god! But yeah, man. You know, we're again, we're back real quick, and get used to it, boys and girls, because we're we're back to that type of frequency now. Where, you know, with with things happening at the pace that they are, again, things are back to normal for you know for all intents and purposes. So again, we're the the race for Florida is on. You're seeing a lot of these. Um, reunion events um you're seeing people do local events that that are they're more inclined to like really spread the word and i also think or maybe they've been doing that the whole time but i think maybe now just more people are looking and taking notice not just because there's you know op events coming up but also a new set has just dropped and people are looking for the hype new tech right yeah i mean i think it's a couple things right so we've seen an uptick recently of just people coming into the game like whether you're seeing Mm -hmm. people on the facebook group asking like some of the what well, we'll call the, uh, like, introductory <laughs> rite of passage questions, right? We're seeing all right. of those happen more and more. We're getting more and more new blood on, like, the online locals and things like that. And then, uh, like, that was already happening before this announcement of Return to Play. Now they've announced mm-hmm. Return to Play. And, for example, Chris, I, we had a brand new local, uh, maybe not brand new, but pretty much brand new local um, last night come oh, through. That's awesome. And he was like, yeah, I've actually been pretty into this game. I just haven't been able to come and, you know, play <clears throat> lately. But, like, he's like, man, I'm really hyped. I want to get into, like, the competitive side of this game. And I've been hearing everybody talking about... He's like, I've been hearing you say, like, Florida, Florida. You're going to be in Florida. Like, is that to play cards for this game? I'm like, oh, hell yeah, man. We're going <laughs> we're going to a tournament. Yeah, hell like, yeah, bro. Tournaments are back. And then he, like, was like, oh, man, how, like, where do you keep up with that stuff? So, like, I directed him to the Facebook page. And then mm-hmm. he sees, like, the, the advertisement. And he's like, oh, man, I, I'm about to go to this just to get an Amaterasu. And it's like, yeah, dude, like, this is... This is just like a regular, new, normal person. Like, it's all those things we said, right? Like, oh, this is a great entry prize. Like, this is really cool for new players. And it's like, it's cool to see a new player, like, landing on all those same beats. You know, it's not just this, like, this made-up, perfect, uh, (laughs) magical Christmas land in our head (laughs) where, where they actually come to the game and, like, have this natural flow of getting into things. And I hope he does well at the turn. I hope he shows up in Florida, does well. 
Yeah, man, exactly. It's just, um, I've been seeing a lot of that. I think that also in the pandemic, everybody had to like, you know, if it, there's nothing to watch. So there was <clears> definitely more like if streaming stuff from home, right? People have like webcam mm -hmm. setups and people are like streaming with their phones and stuff now. And so now, mm -hmm. you know, we've got like TCG tacos and stuff that wasn't yeah. really doing all that stuff on the other side of the pandemic. And now it's like, oh, well, they have an event down in Florida that's like a winter cup event. Well, that's going to be streamed. Mm -hmm. As like this other thing is going to be streamed. More people's locals are streamed. There's more regular events being streamed. Um, on the other side of the pandemic, the RVA Returners was not a weekly meta pulse check. It was like we just started doing weekly events sometimes, right? Mm -hmm. And now it's like, bro, sometimes that's where some people, like that's the only time they get to test against other players is like yeah. jamming in those <clears throat> weekly. So I think that um, you were saying like you see you feel like it's really like, just a lot of buzz and i agree mm -hmm. that it's like it's just the buzz has been picking up and getting louder and louder and now that there's like a reason like there's a, a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow right these events coming up mm -hmm. it's just like the culmination of everything we've been doing while waiting for them to come back and so i think it's just like a really really cool cross section of like all the efforts people have been putting in and mm -hmm. the effort that people are like excited to put in still and um it, the game is really in a good spot right now, and I just I agree. cannot wait to see how it feels after Florida, <clears throat> and then the next mm -hmm. event, and then the next event. Dude, like, in three months, normally I feel like nothing much has changed in the game, and instead, mm -hmm. I expect us to basically be able to look back at the timeline of Opus 16 mm -hmm. and see those same kind of little, like, beat by beat, week by week meta changes that we were more used to seeing back in the day. Yeah, and I'm glad you said it like that because that's that's something I'm really looking forward to. Because if you if for the most part, when you look at the sets that were, you know, the, the pandemic era of Final Fantasy TCG, there yeah, there truly forward. wasn't right. There truly wasn't much evolution. It was like you know, the the was I, I don't like to use the word solved because i don't think anybody really ever explored it long enough to solve it so i think it's but, people just found, got to a place where it was solved yes. enough for them right? yeah exactly was like, this is yeah. good yeah this is good enough this is this feels like i'm doing something very unfair and in a lot of cases you kind of were but like there's no reason there's no reason to go beyond this i'm just gonna I, you just kind of stop there right you just kind of stop and play right there yeah, like you start to get diminishing returns on just like looking for something new. Yeah, exactly. And you know, we saw—I think we saw a lot of that primarily, with, like in the early stages, like you know, Opus Eleven. Well, that Opus just Eleven was like also twice forever. as long, right? Yeah. Opus Eleven had an extra three months on it that no other <laughs> Opus has ever had, and yep. uh, it also happened to be one where, like, not only did we find a strong deck early, but like a pretty prolific deck builder and player made a piece of content that basically was claiming there's no reason this not is to it. play this deck. You should play this exactly. deck. It's the best deck. And here's the exact list. So yeah, for the next three months, we were watching that exact list get played. And honestly, it's like maybe if um, if we all just agreed with that a little less, there could have been other stuff going on. But it wasn't yep. worth. Like, why bother? Because this is going to exactly. work out just fine. Exactly. Where now? Now, now you've got some reasons to question and go beyond plus ultra. Well, because there's more to gain from being yes. right, if you're, you know, trying something else out. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. But you know, John, we're gonna cover all of that. So you know, we're gonna cover. We're gonna talk about some of these events. We're gonna talk about, you know, maybe you know, as far as 
you know, main topics go, we kind of want to just do a little Florida primer because, you know, like we said um, on our little precast, this is probably the last one we're going to be able to record before Florida just because you're going to be out of town. You've got, you know, you've got to go work from the home office. Um, so you're just not going to be available. Um, so we're just going to really kind of do a little Florida primer. Things may change. You know, take all that with a grain of salt because things may change in three weeks is a lot of time. Oh, yeah, for when sure. you're gearing up for a tournament, three weeks is a lot of time for something new to pop up. Um, but you know, we're just going to kind of go over the the you know what you know what we like to call here old reliables, old standbys, things that you can you're very likely going to see. But John, I'm putting the cart before the horse. I'm putting the donut before the coffee, and we don't do that on this cast. First, we need to John. We need we need to gather we need to gather all the intel, all the information. We need to we need to you know really. Just put together this dossier on all things FFTCG. And, John, there is only one place where you can find all of that information, all the tidbits. Chris, we got to hit the streets because we're on the beat for the news. Oh, man. Right. All right, so first up, as always, John, I see he is uh, approaching the podium. He has got his documents. He has got all the info about the Octagon State of the Union. Hey, get down from my podium. Hey! <laughs> hey, that way. Hi! Get away from there! All right, Chris, sorry, I had some fucking hooligans in my... Some ne'er-do-wells. Taking my podium. All right. Um, Octagon State of the Union, brother... Uh, let me just check my notes here. Oh, it's good. Turns out. All right. <laughs> Turns out. <laughs> All right. Uh, looks like everything has been going just swell lately in old RBA Returners Hideout Land. Um, we have uh, not had as many events in between casts because we are being more regular, much like we have yeah. ingested large amounts of fiber. And we and coffee. are. That's right. And we are um, just cruising along. You know, it's Opus 16 is now here. Uh, mm-hmm. So we've got players testing out the uh, the old Yokohama of Flim Flam decks, just trying some new mm-hmm. new leg goofing. Uh, we had Joe win last week with what's been being uh, affectionately called the Mono Fire Doga deck, which has mm-hmm. no Doga in it at all. It's just called that because it plays like twenty five summons in Mashiri. I think it's doing, more than that. <laughs> uh, it's all about doing like fun um, fun magician stuff things, and yeah. having like just a lot of removal and. It's cute. It was um, mm-hmm. kind of like the buzz of the town last week. So Joe yep. took that to win the Returners Hideout. And uh, the week before... Who won the week before? Well, the week before that was Fire Ice. That's but right, uh, the, Ice. the common denominator, two weeks in a row, second place has been Warrior of Light. That's right, dude. Warrior of Light from Matt. He's uh, He's been playing that at Locals a lot, too. It's just got yep. a lot of that... Uh, I think right now there's a lot of decks here just like... I'm going wide with all my guys, and can you deal with the thing? And we see, much like the beginning of any set, right? There's just, like, less chance. Hodos, Titans, and Suzanos than there's going to be when we get to Florida. So it's like, exactly. uh, people are going wide and doing the thing, and in a world where everybody's going wide and letting each other go wide and do the thing, uh, Warrior Lights gets out of hand once they're at a couple Warriors. And now with the new Refia being able to be hasted, um, it just gives Absolutely. it a little bit more of a out of nowhere explosiveness yep. which it didn't ever have um mm-hmm. which it never really needed it was always kind of a slow burn to a big kind of like like just the snowballed advantage 
But it's nice well, that uh, they can kind of keep up a little bit now with that acceleration from Luneth. Exactly, because what Luneth and Refia do for that deck is it takes a lot of pressure off Ferris, just kind of being yeah. your your primary source of removal and tempo. Whereas Refia comes down, brings a body with her, which will trigger, you know, Ferris twice. Um, but then also she's coming in and removing something, you know, something that, you know, maybe something that can't be broken or maybe something that doesn't get dealt damage. Refia is there to, you know, scoot that thing to the fucking Shadow Realm forever. Yeah. Um, so uh, I, I like what I'm seeing. That's right. You shall not pass. But, um, <laughs> it's been fun. I've been hanging out the last couple of weeks and, uh, you know, watching the, the tournament. I just, this, this set is so good. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm enjoying seeing what people are putting on the table because i feel like you're not seeing a lot of overlap at all you're not seeing you know you might see one or two people playing the same thing but for the most part everybody's playing something different and we we talked about this but you know before when we were talking about opus 16 i want to say it was even last week that you know the set's good the set is very very good and the the previous good decks are still very good. You know your avalanches, your sky pirates, your twins decks. These are still very good decks. But this set has just like elevated everything else to be a little bit on par with those decks. So it just it's just this wide open you know meta right here in the beginning is just something that's really really enjoyable. And I then I don't know. I I, I hope it kind of stays that way. Yeah, man, I, um, we'll see, like, this is going to be the crunch time, right? These next two weeks are going to be yeah. where we see if people, because it's time to start, like, locking in ideas, so yeah, there's less yeah. exploring and there's more refining, so we'll see if yes. people are going to, if they've been inspired enough or if they've found enough that they're going to refine new stuff, or if people mm -hmm. are just going to take a spin at refining some old decks, and I mean, we're going to talk about, um, some more news in a second here about that kind of stuff. Uh, but just to wrap the State of the Union stuff for Octagon, uh, we are going to be taking a week off. It will be the week that I am at home in New Jersey working out of the office. Um, it's just not really, uh, now that my setup is down here, there's not really a way for me to run everything, uh, run the show from home. So mm -hmm. we're going to be taking a week off, um, which is very irregular for us. But you know, You've earned it, though. Yeah, but you know what? It's... um. And I know it's like right before Florida, but we are going to have obviously our event the Wednesday right before Florida. So I think what will be really interesting, Chris, is to see the difference between this week and the week right before Florida. As people have yeah, like that extra time where they don't have to show what they're up to necessarily, mm -hmm. but they're going to start to kind of make those final choices. Absolutely. There's going to be a lot, a lot of hidden tech. And I hope I genuinely. I genuinely hope that we see this really cool deck that no one's talked about and it just pops up and just slams ass. I I love when something just comes out of nowhere and just has a even if it doesn't RKO necessarily win. I want to see like oh man this was such a neat idea and it you know got him to top four, got him to top, got him to finals, whatever. Um, I I hope I hope to see some stuff like that. So yeah, I'm really really excited to see where where this all goes. But uh, coming from Octagon, John, you said you've got well, there's there's a lot of things happening locally coming up here, you know, because you know we talked about you know Florida's in three weeks, but then right after that you got something going on here. Why, why don't you why don't you why don't you you know do the the you know the the shameless local plugs because you know of I course. love Game Theory as much as everybody else. Yeah, man. So Game Theory obviously is our our local game store down here in the Raleigh area in North Carolina. Um, 
we have a nice store that is very competent staff that are just like friendly and they they get it i, love it. I can't tell you how many stores i've been to where i feel like the staff don't get it <laughs> um so yeah they i reached out to them and i was basically like we've got a great scene here and we have um you know with me being here locally we've got a lot of potential for like community support if we wanted to run stuff that was worth some people coming out mm -hmm. to so um we're going to be doing at least uh, a win a box every set so every three months that we're going to have a win a box just to have something a little bit bigger and give out some extra prizes um and we are looking to schedule something that's tentative right now um mm -hmm. but probably for October, after the kind of five, you know, after the season-ish is done, um, with the events that we have announced so far for Final Fantasy, we're going to be putting on something big in our area, since there's um, there's definitely a lot of people around here who will just, you know, they'll still have that hunger <laughs> post the season. Um, and we've got a lot of cool stuff to get out. So yeah, the RBA Returners are going to be sponsoring an event in October. Um, I've had a special like unique final fantasy collectible made that we're going to be using as a trophy chris i know you've seen it they're so it's cool fucking I, awesome i am so jazzed about it um I, if, if you're even a tenth as excited to get this item as i was excited to have them or make them um then i'll have succeeded but yeah it, it's just um it's going to be a really cool time so please look forward to that obviously more details will be coming as we get closer to it but yeah chris we're trying to um Basically, now that I've been down here for almost a year, as we were just talking about in the pre-show, uh, I'm ready to, like, uh, let's start doing some shit at our locals, man. There's no reason that the local that I'm at shouldn't be popping off, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. All right, and uh, that's that's really, I think, for the local stuff there. Um, but, you know, John, you know, we're talking about local events popping off, but... um. There have been a lot of events here in the last, you know, few weeks. Uh, a lot of these reunion events, especially, yeah. I, I almost feel like a lot of these, because um, I know reunion events have been going on for a while. Mm -hmm. Um, but I almost feel like well, the, the as it got a little reunion events were, but now there's right. winter kits, winter reunion kits. Yep, and I feel like people were using those, waiting for Opus 16 to come out, right? Because mm -hmm. you know we had a band coming down the end of the last set. Uh, 15.5 was kind of, this is one of those weird times where like, I feel like this was one of those times where the, the 0.5, the shadow meta wasn't really ever a thing. It wasn't really out. It wasn't really long enough to, to really care. Yeah. Or to... like, there are cards from those starter decks that are very much in decks that are viable right now, but 100%. I feel, like, I feel like they were like, they were kind of on hold until 16 came out and now they're just in there with the rest of the 16 decks. Like might as well have just been a, an Opus 16 starter, like on launch Agreed. day, you know? Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. So people, you're seeing a lot of these reunion events pop up. And, you know, when you mentioned earlier, uh, TCG Tacos, they, they well, I want to say they streamed a couple of their events that they've had here in the last, you know, few weeks. Um, yeah, they streamed one at the Haven Games, which is where we're going to be playing um, that event in yeah. Florida. So they streamed from there. And uh, mm -hmm. it was both Emo Tempest and TCG Tacos kind of took turns with their technical mm -hmm. issues um yeah but... which was really really cool and we got to you know see some really nice you know opus 16 decks i think the the finals was uh sky pirates versus black waltz yeah but a very unique black waltz uh, sam prime had a pretty cool mm -hmm. deck list where it was about um using the white mage and the black waltzes together to basically just draw mm -hmm. out almost your deck <laughs> on your opponent's yes. turn and and go for like cool alua otk stuff or just some cool control yep. stuff with that much card advantage you know the world's your oyster the world's your clam yep. as they say 
Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, yeah, so I thought that was really, really cool. And obviously Sky Pirate's still doing Sky Pirate things. Um, you know, that's one thing too, that people, people like to play with the shiny new thing, but they're, you know, X like Sky Pirates and Avalanche and, you know, Twins Rydia decks are still very, very real. All three of those decks will be at Florida. Probably oh, 100%. Probably if I had to order like most to least likely, it's Pirates, Twins, Avalanche. Yeah, agreed. Absolutely agree. Yeah. Just because I think Twins got enough of, you know, I think Braska really adds a new layer to that kind of deck. Um, and though when we, when we get into like you know the decks and the primers and things like that, I think I think Wind Water now has kind of this really Wind Water's in such a really neat, diverse place in my opinion. Um, and we'll talk about that a little bit more because I think the ten stuff is equally as viable. Mm-hmm. Sky Pirates um, in that in that color combination, um, but you know, so yeah. So seeing these events have been really cool. Now, John, uh, no, talking overseas for a minute. Um, I see there was a German Nationals. Is that was that like official or was this like a a, a fun thing? Was this was this uh, official like, like Square Enix or was I mean, this I'll like say it's official? But you need to realize that Nationals does not mean the same thing uh, in Europe. So that's fair that is fair yeah oh, definitely definitely yeah, it's essentially the same size like a regional kind we're of. going to be doing in florida it's okay gotcha gotcha yeah it's basically just like that um but uh, yeah absolutely. It, did, it did happen over there i don't have here let me pull her up um, yeah, of course it was uh won by no 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 um a name that's very very familiar um that's uh sasha stark playing sky pirates yeah they had 54 um, players nice and that's sky really really pirates awesome got first place and second place was mm-hmm. Ice Earth, actually. Yeah, it's really, really cool. And again, again, when I'm looking over at this, uh, the Sky Pirates list, it's literally Opus 15 with, uh, with one fucking King Tycoon. Yeah, which dude, is the, absolutely he, fine. Hear ye, hear ye. God damn right. <laughs> yeah, it's and um, then, I, you know, if it ain't broke, they'll fix it, kind of thing, right? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, it's just another little. As well. um, oh, is he the lightnings in there? I didn't see it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's good because Pirates is one of the decks that wants to play four backups first. Uh, yeah, so it sense. helps you hedge against some of those aggro plays. Absolutely, and then you got you know you're looking at uh, there's a uh, soirees in the mix there. Um, I'm just, I'm just kind of looking through the the top lists here. Um, uh, FF seven. So looks like some. Uh, no, this is just this isn't really this ain't your mama's avalanche. This no, is just uh, uh, earth water. Like I'm gonna make my FF seven guys so huge, and then I'm gonna play Minwoo mm-hmm. and the Emperor. It's a very very old school uh in that sense yep couple soiree decks and then there's a uh we see a um i I, there's a knight's deck in here which i think is really really cool it's kind of like a concept that i've had you're basically just playing firewater knights but you're playing laswell you're you know running like the moogles and and, or princess sarah to have that um ice mana to basically play laswell and just build behind that with you know, cards like Gawain and um, Beatrix and the mm-hmm. Water Agrius. So it's really, really neat. I'm, I'm, I'm all for Knights variants. I just feel like you have to be in fire because Amaterasu is more important than ever, in my opinion. Yeah, Amaterasu and Brynhilde right now are both in an incredible spot. Like just very, yep. very strong. Yep. And then rounding out that, rounding that out, you've got twins and you've got. Um, avalanche they're rounding out top eight there mm-hmm. um this twins list is really neat it's using the old the old new fasoya there which i think is an i think that's a neat card i don't know how like really how impactful it's truly gonna be i mean it's a one of fun of here but i mean it's fine it's category four so you know Rydia loves that shit 
every time that I have cast or seen that Futsuya resolved, uh, it's just uh -huh. never actually felt great. So yeah. uh, even for like two or three colors, it's just like I don't know. It, uh, mm. cool idea. We're gonna miss from yeah. me for this Futsuya. <laughs> It's going to be a no for me, dog. But yeah, so I like what we're seeing. And if you go through and look at all these Opus 16 events that we've had so far, John, like they're, they're super diverse. You're not yeah. really seeing a lot of the same thing, which is, and to me, that's super, super important. It just shows how, just how healthy and wide open this shit is. And that's just, I mean, that's the mark of a good set, right? Yeah, I absolutely agree. I mean, we even talk about like um, the stuff that won Octagon were different decks mm -hmm. than the things we're talking about here in these top eights. Um, I think something we're seeing a lot of running around is just straight fire ice decks, and there's mm -hmm. not as many of those uh, represented in here. I mean, there's really none, right? There's just the the fire water mm -hmm. splashing the Laswell, but none of the, just like the fire ice aggro mm -hmm. stuff that's popular. Soiree is obviously popular. Mono wind is popular. Um, mm -hmm. Black waltz variants. There's a couple of them, pretty yeah. popular right now. Uh, Kieran decks. Right, that's the oh, thing. Man. Just you know, ye old four drops. Uh, yeah, there's a, there's a there's a couple things out there, Chris. That I'm expecting to be refined or left behind in the next two or three. Oh, weeks. refined or left behind. What, is, right. what a great what a great segment. That's this. Welcome to the segment, refined or left behind. Yeah, but really, that's it, right? It's <clears> a, like this is it's time to start uh, separating the chaff from the wheat, as it were. Yeah, when it comes absolutely. to like, the sixteen deck ideas. Oh, absolutely. And uh, and speaking of that, John, because we're we're just going to continue to see more of this, you know, going into you know the next month, going mm -hmm. into Florida, going into the subsequent events after that. So I'm just excited to see what pops up because you know we've almost been kind of seeing, you know the flavor of the week right like you know early on mono wind was doing very well then you start to see this mono fire doga deck you're starting to see a lot of these you know these crazy summon heavy builds which we talked about with matt rice last week i think heavy summon decks should be a thing they should exist they should be allowed to exist and they should be you know they it should be a healthy archetype you know mm. for the spells for the spell slingers out there you know um so i'm, I'm glad to see that there's varieties and i'm also glad to see some of these uh these decks unlock older cards again going back to that mono fire list man just that talk about a deck that really lets magissa do what i feel like that card should have been doing from jump street right just really really leveraging that ability um and then just having a card like brasco where you have um what is it which one is it it's a uh, gutsco that you know that stores all the cards the fact that when you really need to reload you can just <laughs> brasco down the gutsco <laughs> and just draw like five cards that is so like, funny dude I, I love that play it's so neat it's there's so many neat lines and i love stuff like that so I, i'm really liking especially your own magissa to trigger her mm -hmm. yeah you just like... yeah you yeah it's so funny there's a lot of neat and there's just a lot of neat stuff that you know you're, you're seeing out of these decks so i'm really really excited to see where it goes and i'm I, I think i think i'm gonna have like sensory overload now not just from seeing the homies in florida just from seeing what everybody's playing gonna be a lot going on that's for sure there really is there really really is so hopefully you know we'll be able to provide something you know something that will be useful because i feel like we can do a primer all day long but it's like oh man you just because of just how diverse the game is right now we you could you could play the whole damn tournament and not play a single matchup that we talk about yeah i mean uh you'll see them right if you oh, they'll, look, they'll, they'll be next to you. right yeah exactly That's right but 
Yeah, man. I mean, uh, I would feel comfortable going down a list of things that you could expect to see, but by no way do I think that uh, that's like comprehensive or no, I, yeah. a complete list. Yeah, I think it's going to be really, really hard to come up with that. But no, it's not going to be hard to come up with, John. As you know, Opus 16's out. People are playing with it. Um, we're starting to to see, you know, you mentioned separating the chaff from the wheat. We are starting to see some cards that are, you know, really shining. Some that maybe aren't living up to expectation, which by no means makes them bad cards. But not at all. I think I just think, you know, maybe at first glance when you just kind of read them on their own merits. Um, you know, of course, we're specifically in this case talking about Cecil, which we'll talk about a little bit more. Like so, some of these cards, right? And yeah, these, yeah, exactly. Titus is another one that these cards just read so well, but then it's just like they're very very unimpactful when the cards get to the table um so john if there was um you know if we're gonna you know kind of talk studs studs and duds here which you know, i love doing after a set comes out and i know it's only been a couple weeks but also to be fair the set's been being played with a lot more since then it's been available mm -hmm. you know in digital in the digital space um so john anything early on right now and also you know put a big asterisk by this you know maybe the the right combination or the right deck has not been oh, yeah, found for out sure. for some of these for cards sure, like, yet. So I think this is very snapshotty. Take this as a list of things to go home and unlock the secrets to. Please. Yeah. Please. Absolutely. So so John, if there's a you know we I, we've already mentioned a couple of them, but if there's um if there's any card that's like specifically stands out to you as either, you know, it's overachieving, it's playing just as advertised or something that's just really really been disappointing thus far. Is there anything that stands out to you? Oh man, I don't know. I uh I talked about it a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. I thought not only did I think Titus was going to be like, just I, I didn't think he was going to be some game changing card, but I certainly mm -hmm. thought that if you were playing a water deck, why would you not just put this guy into it, right? Like, right. Like I thought he was um, just an easy auto include. It turns out Titus actually doesn't further like literally any strategies, yep. and uh, unless you're in a position where you can just like play him and attack every turn, uh, like starting probably like immediately he doesn't really put that clock on people that everybody was talking about him presenting mm -hmm. um yeah i don't know he's he's been a lot more medium for me than i i didn't even think he was going to be like the best card but at this point i'm just like i don't feel the need to even own three of them uh which is definitely yeah i agree a, a far cry from what i thought when i first read the card yep yeah, and i agree and, and when you when you look at a card like uh like titus he um People were like, "Oh man, I'm waiting to play the ten stuff to play him." I was equal. I was in that boat as well. But I just, I can't see a world where I'm playing that guy. Dude, over the problem the light was they one. made that light one just so nuts. Like, if the light yeah. one wasn't an option, I'd probably be looking at this guy a little more fondly. Like, yep. to to turn on that deck and just really slide right in there. But as is, yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, the, there's no reason not to play that. And I feel like with all the other stuff that you want to do in the deck, I, I feel like if you're trying to include extra copies of Titus, like you just can't. Yeah. Uh, yeah, for sure. And when it comes to another, um, uh, I would say one that is maybe overperforming, uh -huh. underperforming is obviously, uh, the one people get more upset about <laughs> saying mm -hmm. about cards. Um, honestly, dude, uh, sticking to L's, uh, mm -hmm. Karen was a card I thought was pretty good. Mm -hmm. Um, and in practice, Kieran just feels incredible. And yeah, big fan of that card. And I'm going to go ahead and highlight something that I was talking to you about, um, that I've been saying a lot since mm -hmm. I've been kind of messing around with Kieran a little bit. 
um, is that you put Kieran and Cecil side by side, right? And mm -hmm. it's like, we've got two guys here that are trying to cheat in a four cost. There's a lot of differences there, right? Kieran's going to mm -hmm. look at the top five. Cecil, you have to have it in your hand. But Cecil can mm -hmm. play any character. Kieran can only play, they have to be exactly four, not or less. They have mm -hmm. to be a forward. So it's like, uh, what's the big difference here, man? Is like, when they Amaterasu Cecil, you're shit out of luck. When yep. they Amaterasu Kieran, you're like, cool, I have a 9k brave guy who can't become dull by any summons or abilities who will be attacking every turn until they're forced to probably trade with him, right? And then mm -hmm. I get to play another Kieran. Um, and also, four drops are wildly potent, and playing one from the top of your deck while it is a little bit more random is uh, even more free than playing one from your hand. So. Yes. Uh, his category has been extremely relevant as well. I've really been enjoying myself here in. Uh, so he feels Cecil. good when you crack him off a of Star Sybil, that's for damn sure. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, whereas Cecil, I feel like I'm I'm kind of leaving myself much more open. I don't feel as yes. safe. And uh, maybe it's because you know Cecil can't hold me in his big burly arms. Mm -hmm. But... Um, yeah, or it's... stare at you with his hungry eyes. Yeah, like, uh, Kieran does everything that you want him to do immediately upon being played to the field unless you miss. And even then, you can take some pretty big steps to mitigate that with some, you know, good math. But, mm -hmm. um, like, Kieran's, like, he's he's very much like, he just does the job, dude. He meets all the yep. minimum requirements. Uh, mm -hmm. Cecil is like you're kind of taking a chance on him. You hope that it's gonna work out, but he's like one of the gifted kids, and he might just have like some some sense of you know bad work ethic and entitlement, and and where becomes uh, a serial killer. Yeah, yeah, and then he gets you know like a real challenge where he actually has to put in the effort, and he just is like, yeah, fuck it, and you know, he crumbles. Yeah, so I don't know. It's again like we said, people are gonna be like, what Cecil Selvin? Cecil like I'm not saying he's a bad card. But I'm saying I can't believe he costs what he costs. Let's say that. I am. I cannot believe that Cecil Full Arts go for what they go for. Yep. And to kind of talk about the other half of Cecil, you know, the tax thing. And we've talked about before that a lot of times that tax isn't really as good unless you have your opponent in a position where they don't have any cards in hand, right? Well, you can't rely um, on it, right? It you can't. You absolutely can't. Yeah. And that's why I look, that's where, you know, I compare that to a card like Agrius. Um, yes, I know it's a little apples and oranges, but we're still, we're still getting our vitamin C here. Um, you know, Agrius, like, I look at a card like Agrius, and that, to me, that's a, that's a better way to do the tax because they have to pay it from their hand. And if they, it's kind of a twofold thing. The tax has to come from their hand, right? That's two CP that has to come from hand. And if they have no cards in hand, right, that's what you wanted in the first place. So, mm -hmm. So either way, it's fine. You've dumped your hand to kill my 2CP. But the fact that you can't just tap your backups to pay that tax to get this potential, you know, 9, 10K body off the board um, or to keep it from coming in or walling up, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I feel like when you compare Cecil's tax, like, like the way Agrius taxes you for looking at her, um, I think that's just done so much better. I'm probably explaining it very poorly because no, exactly even if you have saying, no... it's it's so it's like there's no alternative way. There's no way for the sting to be lessened if they are targeting Agrius, right. right? Right. They have to consider it's either I'm going to dump my hand and run out of action for that turn just to kill my two drop. So how do we win? I've, I've... 
how do we win tonight? Uh, <laughs> exactly. We do. We do Cecil with like uh, with Agrius out. You know, Cecil with uh, you put Ga- you put Gawain into play, right? Or something. <laughs> I don't know. You're just you're, you're digging. We're digging at this point. But um, but yeah, no, I I just think I think um, Cecil while he reads very very well, I just I agree with you. I just think much like Titus, he just it, it, you feel like if he resolves, you've gotten away with one. Yeah, right? right? It feels like, you, like, oh, thank God I got away with that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 100%. Whereas, you know, Kieran resolves, and even if they Amaterasu, you still got a body that is going to sit there and cannot be scooted out of the way. I think that's such a such a big distinction there. That that 1K power difference makes all the difference it makes in a the huge world. Difference. And yeah, they can't pay two to move him anyway. Yeah, they just exactly. can't move him. Yeah, he's just his his feet are planted, and you yeah. you have to go through him. That's right. Yeah, and I, that's fine. I'll block with him so I can play another one. Yeah, it's like um, yeah, I don't know. Kieran just feels like exactly what I want to see out of a guy who's gonna be, uh, like his entire identity is playing somebody else, right? Yeah. Uh, whereas Cecil's like, I just feel like he doesn't do as much for me, and it's maybe it's because like. Again, like a lot of the stuff, if I assume that both of these cards are going to play the forward, mm-hmm. even then, like, I feel like Kieran does more for me because I'm going to attack with Kieran every turn. Attacking with Cecil feels very risky. Yep. Uh, attacking with Cecil is probably usually a trade for my guy who I'm hoping is, like, taxing them every turn. So Cecil mm-hmm. becomes, like, um, you know, the old 4CP Dark the Emperor, where it was like, this guy is so important for his, like, aura that mm-hmm. I can never attack or defend with this forward. Because it just gives my opponent more lines to do something about it. Exactly. Exactly. I agree with that 100%. Now, so John, those are, I think, I think those are the two standout underachievers. Has there been anything that's, uh, I mean, I know you mentioned Kieran has really overperformed, and I will 100% agree with that as well. Yeah. Uh, now, as far as one that I can think of, just before you know, before I get ahead of myself, I think another card that's really been as advertised and has been good at every step of the game is the, the Ice Legend Shane Toto. Um, oh yeah, for sure. That, that card has been exactly as advertised. I think I have used and because I've played a lot of games, I've played more games in this last you know ten days <laughs> than I have in the last ten months. Um, and every single line of text on this card has been relevant in multiple times. And that's this. You want to talk about a card that is like textbook as intended? Shantoto is absolutely like the hand trap portion has won me games. Playing this thing for one to get a card back just really makes the math on a lot of things. So, because, and sometimes I've, I forgot about it. I was like, okay, they've got one <laughs> card hand. I've got to tap two, pit, you know, do this to do that. And it's like, Oh no, never mind. I'm just gonna tap this, get a card back, and now I just I'll just go ahead and win the game from here. Um so super, super excellent, super, super um just really, really just really, really good card from Stem to Stern. And I can't argue I can't argue I, I, I don't know. I, I I don't see this card ever not being playable. Um truth be told, even if you're even if you're not even using the crystal portion of it, right? Just that cost eight drop that's going to get you a character back is super yeah. super relevant yeah, 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 yeah. And, and more it, you know you might not Sometimes always one get cost the, get, yeah <laughs> yeah you might not always get the one the paying for one but what i found that this card has been doing especially for you know for at least my fire ice list um you know we're playing an aggressive deck 
a lot of times aggressive decks tend to peter out because you just run out of resources. Shantono says, nah, fuck that. We're, we're going to keep you in the game. We're going to, and the fact that, the fact that she provides reach to these more aggressive fire ice strategies, I think is also super huge. Yeah, dude. Um, I, she's just phenomenal and goes in like every ice X build. It's, uh, it's really interesting that they were able to do this for Shantoto and Zidane in this set. To yes. take a card that has been with us for four years mm-hmm. and give you a, another version. Like, a card that is so good and also so uniquely different that, like, they mm-hmm. don't, they don't have that same spot. Like, they, they, you are going to make a different choice. And that's really cool. I'm into yeah. that. Um, I concur. Legends that I was kind of like middling on that I've come around on a little uh, mm-hmm. wall. Yes, the wind Absolutely. wall. I was like, eh, I don't know, and, and even still, like this guy. I felt this way when when we first looked at him. Like you have to play him, and then like he kind of protects the other guys, but then like then you have to play more guys after the fact. So it's like you mm-hmm. want to play him first, but like if in order to get his discount, you want to already have those guys out. So it's like. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you look at him and you think, like, okay, maybe something with, like, Star Sybil and that stuff, because, like, you know, that's, like, the easiest five-cost thing to make cost less and something you can yep. keep replaying. Um, in practice, I mean, I just threw this guy with Sophie into, like, an Earthwind, Kieran, and other, like, 11 stuff deck. Um, yeah. This guy's been incredible. I mean, playing this guy for often three, sometimes two, rarely one, mm-hmm. but still is, like, a 2CP 9K that is threatening something big and i was also protecting like um you know a lot of my other forwards is mm-hmm. uh is pretty darn good i think that the sophie that pairs with this is incredible oh, what a great card yeah and i i actually have been really enjoying those two cards um mm-hmm. i'm starting to consider even though they're not really getting in each other's way too much uh just mm-hmm. splitting out the mobius and the kieran deck ideas from each other um mm-hmm. Because there's like enough here that it's really it's its own thing. If I wanted it to be, I think that this card is really really neat. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, and I, I like the fact that he counts characters. So a lot of these um these big backups, your your Minfilia, which I love. I've seen more Minfilia in the last yeah. week than I have in the last year. So I love seeing because I, I think that's a really good legend. I think it always has been. Dude, I've used I, Minfilia to kill um a Kadage and two mm-hmm. Shinryus in the last day. So yeah, it's just like huge. Feels great. Yeah. And you also it's also pulling, you know, it also has hidden text where it's making your uh your five drop wool cost one less. Exactly. So, so like I love the fact that, you know, and then you you're playing Star Sybil, you're playing a Pururu um you know probably prompto so you're uh, you're getting to play these these bigger body backups that are still getting you the same value they always have but now they just have this added line of text that make this guy you know the centerpiece of your deck cost one less so i agree i think that card's really really neat and um i think him and sophie are ones that i also was not super high on until i saw them actually like hit the board and i'm like oh man i gotta deal with that sophie now or this is gonna get very very obnoxious very quickly and then wall just like man you can't you can't target these guys at all like so it's just just really really neat just really really neat stuff because these bigger bodies are already just due to their power level they're already a little bit more evasive mm-hmm. so it, you having to jump through that extra hoop to to get you know the bfas the 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 what's it called the 
Neo, the Neo X deaths and, yeah, uh, meds. you know, the, the, the Shan, the six CP Shantotos having to jump through that extra hoop to get that stuff off the board. Um, I think is really, really, um, annoying. Um, but that's also, I think it's just a really fun deck. I like, I played against it and I had to really, really think outside the box to, to beat that deck. I, it was probably the most fun game I played last week at locals for sure. Yeah, man, it's, a. Uh... Really, there's. I mean, we keep saying it, so it sounds. It, it doesn't mean it, I'm less genuine about this anytime I say it, because this set is just so fun. It's good. It's super. Yeah, good. it's really, really good. Um, just I'm just cruising through some of the other cards in this set here, just to to pick at some thoughts. Uh, I have not seen anybody make uh, anything happen with this Ishtola, so she's just yeah. there at the bottom of the bin. Mm-hmm. Um, other water legend. Oh, the Maya. So Maya's actually been pretty, pretty mm-hmm. cool. I was a little unsure about her. Um, and if I feel like when I try Maya, she feels like just this useless thing that I just wasted some time uh-huh. playing. And I feel like when other people play Maya on the table across from me, it's like the most terrifying thing that could ever happen. Oh, yeah. um, all of these things costing one is pretty gross. Uh, I think that she's one of those cards where like people solve it over time and it, and there's like yeah. a really really cool end game like summon deck somewhere that i will see one day that this may is part of and i'm excited for that um light and dark cards from this set chris have basically not made an appearance no not at all and i i don't i just don't think they're um ugh, man i've seen people trying twintanya or trying chaos for pretty much like they seem like they're token testing games right like like yeah. let me see if there's anything here. I don't know that anybody's been convinced to uh to stick with them. I don't know. I had um I put Twintanya into my Fire Wind and was trying that out in some games before locals. Um mm-hmm. it's good at helping stop aggro decks, right? Like you play it a little mm-hmm. early in every turn, I'm gonna pick off one of your guys. But um it feels again, Chris, it's like, alright, I'm gonna play this thing and give you an entire turn where I hope you don't do anything about it, just, like, those kind of cards are always... I, I don't like playing something and crossing my fingers, you know? No, absolutely. I definitely know where you're coming from there. What but, um... You, Chris, an... Any other overperformer cards? Uh, Morrow. Morrow, yeah. Morrow has, Morrow has done, again, I'm, I, I, I can't stress enough that there, when I, when I said it last week, that there are so many Chris Adams cards. Um, I am, <laughs> any card game I play, I am very much a, an aggro player. I always have been. Um, but I can also I can also find myself working into mid-range decks, but aggressive decks have always been something that I like. I like I've always liked creature decks. I've always liked go wide strategies, white weenie decks, things like that. Anything that has an aggro, you know, shell, I'm all about it. And a card like Morrow, just from stem to stern, has been also like he, he's he's an aggressive card because he has the built-in haste. Mm-hmm. But he's another one of those cards like Shantoto that just gives these aggressive decks some more reach. When you find yourself with that one dead card in your hand, turn him sideways, get it, get two fresh cards. The fact um, that it's a plus one too is really, it's really huge. strong for Fire Ice, a deck that's normally going minus one on all of its interactions. It, it, exactly, yeah. exactly. And then not to mention too. When you find yourself, maybe your backs are against the ropes, or you're having to find yourself stuck in a longer game where you're pretty even on damage. Oh yeah, just play this guy, turn him sideways. If I'm at damage five, I'm literally dealing you a point of damage. So even if you're at damage, you know six, and I don't even need to get an attack across anymore. I just need to turn him sideways. Yeah. So, so it just him giving that extra bit of reach. There's never been a time where I've played Morrow and it's like, 
man, that feels bad. Every single time it's been, he is not only has he delivered, he is just, he is, you know, he, the pizza's going to be here in 30 minutes. Morrow does it in 15. <laughs> yeah, just, it's, uh, he's one of those cards where, like, we read it and we're like, oh, he's good for these situations. And then you still don't even realize, like, how good good is until you start to get in some games with him. And it's even good early on when it's like, well, well I, I'm, I need to dig for something. I, I know, you know, especially when you when you when you see the match starting to shape up. Like, you know, there were a couple games where I'm playing against you, and it's like, man, I need to I need to filter for another night so I can keep that star Sybil locked down. Uh, I'll play Morrow swing, discard that, draw. I'll look at that at night. We'll play that freeze the uh, freeze the star Sybil again. Well, off the Laswell trigger. So, like, Morrow just digging for the next best thing is super important in an aggressive deck where. A lot of times in aggressive decks, you're not going to see all of your cards, so you find yourself having to really maximize your numbers in decks like that. You don't really have you don't have the time to play your cute one ofs and two ofs, right? You need the max play sets of things of the cards you want to see because a lot of times you want to see those cards at every step of the game. Yeah, Morrow helps you see those cards when you need them. Yeah, he's improving the quality of the card in your hand. Mm-hmm. I like and also giving you another card. every time <laughs> yeah every time so like you have those weird moments where it's like man you've got a you know you're tapped out and you've got an amaterasu another card in your hand well I'll just swing with maro draw two now my amaterasu is like back to being live again you know what i mean so it it, it it's just, it's been it's been really really good and there's just a lot of different times where i just didn't think he would i was like man do i really need to play this guy in party am i slowing myself down by partying no I'm trading a point of damage for two cards. I will make that trade all the time. Yeah, it's um, it's actually interesting because it's like a lot of times in the game now you are okay to go a little slower. So like you're mm-hmm. fine to party for only one point of damage, not turn on all their damage five stuff, you know? Exactly. And, and then exactly. get some more advantage and just kind of lock it down. So yeah, I, I think that um, Morrow is is really neat. He also gives like Fire Ice is a kind of deck that gets like eighty percent of the way there, and then sometimes gets stopped cold. So it's really neat that at damage five, like they got to be really careful because now all of a sudden you can threaten like, okay, here comes Morrow with if there's even a forward left on the board. Oh, party! Oh, damage for free! You know, like just that extra. It, it's not nothing, man. This guy has four abilities. Yeah. Cards with four abilities on them are pretty good. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. He's been he's been an overachiever for sure, and I, I think, and not to mention too, that that first ability where all your forwards can party attack. Now you're not stuck with oh well, I've got ice forwards out. Well, you know what, Morrow's gonna Morrow doesn't care. He'll fucking party with anybody. Yeah, the fact he's that, that guy he at the stuff. bar who's just so social. <laughs> he doesn't give a fuck. I'll do anything once. That's right. Mar- Morrow is a trisexual man. He'll try anything once. <laughs> He'll do it. Dude, it's but... just, uh, yeah, I think that he's one of those cards where you're like, okay, he has all these party triggers. Well, it's a good thing he has haste because then he'll actually get to do them. Like, yeah. but, like, how useful will that be? Oh, it turns out he's the card I'm looking for, like, in almost every yeah. game that I'm playing this deck. Yeah, like, like you're always happy mm-hmm. to see him. Agreed. Agreed. Um, so, John, anything else with you, or has everything just been kind of, you know, I know we're we're still tinkering and toggling and discovering as we go along, so, I mean, there might not be anything else uh, right now. These are just our observations. Yeah, like, there's, uh, I mean, just a couple other little, like, Kamari kind of blew my mind the first time. Oh, I my God. Me like, too. Oh, what do you do about I, that? Oh, nothing. Like, okay, did I just, I, I just read this guy completely wrong the first time I read it or something? I don't know. Like, the the counter doesn't go away. 
it's not the first time they're dealt damage. It's, it's every uh, time. Yeah, I mean, and of course, like, there's definitely ways to get rid of the card, right? Like, you can just sure. straight break the thing. You can type mm -hmm. on the thing. But against, like, a lot of decks, this is very relevant on a 2CP <laughs> water backup. Oh, dude, when we were playing that game where you were playing the, the, the Guardian stuff, and um, you played it, and I was like, yeah, it's fine. Resolves. And I put then it you, on uh, Orin, right? Yeah. Orin, and I was like... Oh, <laughs> oh! <laughs> I was like, I was like, we're going through a couple of turns, and I'm like, because I think I was like, yeah, I thought the counter went away after you did something. I was like, oh, that stays. I think that's game. Like, it, I just, oh, that counter I, stays on him. It scooped the cards up. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, I don't think there's anything I can do other than literally just move him out of the way. But I can't. I have to target him now with everything. Yeah, and one of the cool things too is like. If you somehow manage to return this Kamari to your hand and play him again, like, the counter is not tied to this card at all. And mm -hmm. it says each forward you control with a Ronso counter on a game. Yeah. So it's just, like, uh, control decks are always at the later end of a set. People, mm -hmm. the aggro decks always, always, always are king at the beginning of a set. Um, Every time. Yeah, right now, like, you don't know what the craziest thing to put this Ronso counter on is yet. But mm -hmm. we're going to find out before the end of the set. I got a few. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, I think the two yeah. big ones have truly been Oren and Braska, right? Those have been the real two big. Oh, yeah, well, if you can stop your Braska from getting cooked by Bernhilder, you are in the money. Oh, man. Who are you telling? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So, yeah, that, that, that card's been very, very good. It's just such a, just such a, just such an ass beater, dude. Um, really, really strong. Yeah, I agree with you. That's a, that's a good, uh, that's a good sleeper pick because I think that's a card a lot of people are like, oh, I'm just gonna play the six CP in my. Uh, no, don't don't do that at all. Yeah, dude, that, play that, that backup. Is, um, like even just forget all the ten and all the guardian stuff. Like that is a yeah really powerful effect to have. It's just only on I think not being experimented with a little more because it's in blue. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree with that 100. percent That's a good one. What, what else you got, John? Um, I think Zidane and Atomos, we talked about them on the last yeah. cast already from a place of experience of having played and seen them. In mm -hmm. two weeks, nothing has changed. Those cards yep. are still played a lot, still very strong. And there's still mm -hmm. a lot of people making, like, bad plays around doing Zidane stuff because you get a little mm -hmm. bit too enticed by his second ability. But um, Start going fast. Start going yeah. a little too fast. But he's definitely here to stay. He's um, a card that you have to consider. And, like, going through your deck too fast, losing the deck out is something you have to consider. Um, but I actually kind of don't mind it. Um, I think that I've seen people getting more frustrated with it than I feel. And I hope that it's not the kind of thing that the people start to get really negative about. Because... It does feel shitty to have like your like oh I brought a card to the table so I could deal with that problem and that guy just used it to kill me, like it, literally my card. Yeah, that John, sucks. remember that game we were playing where you basically didn't you take all three of my Brynhildr's? I think I took, took at least two of them. You, you took at least two one of them. when like oh, yeah. you couldn't kill somebody or like it was something where it's just like yeah I just took two of them and killed stuff with two Brynhildr's. It's yeah, just that, like that's huge. It's like oh now I have five Brynhildr's in my deck. <laughs> <laughs> you have one. Yeah, yep. it's um exactly right. But for every one of those, there's a game last night where somebody uses a Dane against my Avalanche deck, dude. They get six CP cloud. I'm like, cool. Oh. And they got Marlene. Yep. I was like, sick. <laughs> you ain't doing shit with those, bud. Yeah. 
Um, so, you know, he's just one of those high variance 1-800 gambler kind of cards. But um, it turns out that in a lot of wind decks, you get a lot of extra CP and you just need things to be able to invest it in and spend it on. And mm -hmm. just extending your hand beyond uh, max hand size of five, you know, effectively by having these like cards that you can play at any time, RFG, um, it's really, really cool and a good way to invest the extra CP, I think. I agree. I agree 100%. Uh, both of those cards are definitely doing exactly uh, what they're supposed to be doing and working as intended. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, Tomos and Zidane, I think, also, like, I said it was Zidane, but Tomos does it too. I think they bait people a little bit into, like, mm -hmm. like uh, you know, going around their ass to get to their elbow kind of stuff where it's just like, mm -hmm. you did not have to do six things on turn two just to get Zidane to see one more card like an activity exactly almost. like you could have just done all this in a couple turns and you'd be fine um but yeah i think i think that kind of stuff will even out as we get closer. i agree i 100 percent agree and john with that being said you know we're just going to kind of slide right into our main topic you know we're talking about these overachievers underachievers these cards these cards are going in decks john and we're going to see right. them all yeah. these cards we're, we're going to see them in florida and you know as far as what to prepare for, that's the million-dollar question, right? Yeah. Because there is so much playable. There's there's some shit we haven't even seen yet. I am sure of it. Um, Nobody but I can think, tell you a comprehensive list of what to prepare for. So I think not a the best soul. thing you can do is just be prepared in general. Yeah. Know, know what cards do and just know, like, particular interactions. I think that's probably the biggest piece of advice. Um. But I think let's kind of go down a list, John, of things that we're going to see, and we can kind of take it by, you know, maybe by color combination or archetype, whatever one you think makes most the most sense. Um, but let's talk with, like, I guess we can start with Wind Water, because, I mean, really I the, the say, big... I kind of want to start with the old and slide into the new, you know? Right. And I think Wind Water makes the most sense, because that literally encompasses both. Because, um, yeah. obviously, Sky Pirates is still a very, very real thing. We saw, mm -hmm. um, you know, we've, we're seeing that win. You know, we saw that win the, the German event. We saw that win um, the, the reunion Florida event, event mm -hmm. at Florida. So, that's still a very, very real deck. I think you're seeing less of it just because it's not the new shiny toy. But, right. guess yeah. what? That deck has not gotten any worse. In fact, if anything, it's gotten better. Yeah, I mean, it's... Um... There were definitely not any, like, direct insane... It's not like there was a Sky Pirate printed in this set. But right. there are some generically good water and wind cards. Uh, you know, put a Ronso counter on your Pinello, dude. But there's, there's some... <laughs> Fuck it, how about that? There's some interesting things going around now. Mm -hmm. um, and and everybody's trying to do new stuff or, or find mm -hmm. where the synergy is uh, strongest for new archetypes. And Pirates has done all that work already, dude. Pirates is the tried and true... Pirates mm -hmm. is like the uh, you know your your safety pick so to speak. I think that uh, seeing it take these last two events is just going to inspire a lot of people to put more reps in on that than switch their deck. So mm -hmm. I think that Sky Pirates is is a guarantee that you will see people playing that deck at Florida. Absolutely, and then sticking on the Wind Water train, um, you know we we've talked a little bit about Guardians. Uh, Wind Water Guardians is that's also a very real deck. Yeah, pretty um, real. It's, you know, having, you know, Waka is just absolutely insane. Mm -hmm. um, again, you, you have you have some of that same kind of free play or discounted play that you see in Sky Pirates, um, you know, with Titus getting stuff, Yuna getting stuff back, um, and they do kind of have that built-in protection piece with a card like Orin. They've got card draw. Um, you know, they've got 
baked in removal with Waka. Now Waka, if you let that guy, if you just let that guy roll, he'll wipe your board very quickly. Yeah, dude, and you gotta get through Orin to get there. Walk spouting his nonsense, dude. You gotta. That's right, brother. Walk it in his place. <laughs> exactly, and you still you still have the same kind of tools and tricks that you have in Pirates. You've still got your Typhons. You still got your Bismarcks. Um, you can effectively play the same backup line because you can just Pinello and Philo and you know play your Fran. Uh, and you're probably playing cards like Brother and Shinra. So you, you've got a very effective backup line in that one as well. You're just just the uh, you know you're you're still having. You're still having. Oh no! What am I trying to say? You're still having pizza. You're just instead of pepperoni, you're just putting sausage and bacon on it. You know what I mean? You so the old meat you're lovers. still. In, that's right, exactly. <laughs> um, and I think these decks. I I would say I I I'd like to see them kind of go head to head because I I think Pirates is still doing something. It's still doing the same thing that it has been doing, which is very very effective. But I think Guardians does also present. You know, big bodies that that can go wide and go aggressive as well, without the need to, you know, have to use a card like Ball Theater. Whereas, you know, you swing with uh, you swing with Tidus, all your guys are plus two, a damage three. Yuna's giving your guys another buff, so you know you can you can easily swing over them without having to worry about you know Ball Theater's ability, um, and then you know obviously the Ronso counter tech, um, and the fact that. You can even go wild and maybe splash a little bit of fire. Lulu's another great card that goes well in that deck as, um, as well. So, like, I, I think Wind Water is in a very, very healthy place with a lot of different um, variations. Um, I think it's a trap personally, but you could even go crazy doing, like, an FF4 if you really, really need to do that with cards like Seador. Um, the the old I I'm still a huge fan of the old water Cecil and the water Rosa mm-hmm. the one that the Cecil that gets bigger uh, if you control two other yeah with cover yeah. um that Rosa that draws you a card if you like I still like that and I think this new Seador with them like tap you know playing Seador tapping three things killing something untapping maybe all theing the 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 Seador back to your hand you know you know what I mean like I think there's mm-hmm. some neat things there um. But I don't know. I think that one's a lot less explored, and I think Pir- Pirates is definitely, when you look at it, probably the best. Guardians, I would put probably right behind that. Um, and then whatever other wind water shenanigans you can come up with behind that. So. Yeah, man. Um, I think that there's no surprise to people. Like Pirates is just strong. Nothing came out that was a specific hate card against mm-hmm. it, and so it's yep. still around. Um, and speaking of decks that fit those exact criteria, we oh. can scoot right over to Mono Fire and talk a little bit about yep. the old Slammerize, Chris. Yeah, deck is still very, very good. Um, and as far as like new things, obviously they did get a new Samurai backup that you're probably not playing more than one of those. But uh, I want to say some of the things that really helped them. Uh, I've seen Samurai decks running the new Luso. Yeah, dude, it's um. Sometimes, you know, you Luso right into... It, it kind of is like another Tenzin, where, mm-hmm. like, it's just generating you value over time, and yep. you're hoping that even by the time they can kill it, it's just, like, gotten you enough value. Um, yep. Because, like, a Tenzin is something that most people are more likely to let sit on turn one as they build a little bit before they deal with it. Mm-hmm. Luso, you're kind of trying to play just as early <laughs> to yeah. try to get try to get uh, him out in a time when they don't have as much reaction. Obviously, there's a lot more counterplay to Luso, and Luso is, again, another 1-800-Gambler card. But yeah, mm-hmm. um, down at the event in Florida, I saw people 
doing that. Um, and also, they they got the new Squall, and new Squall oh, yeah. sings with that deck, man. He it is oh, uh, like him and Cyan are really good friends. The fact that mm-hmm. the whole samurai deck is built around like pings and other little things to finish off the cleaves or like these two mm-hmm. damage packet removals, uh, yep. Squall just just helps that deck break through the front line and uh, complete all those little pings and all the forwards on the field. I, I, Squall is just a really really cool card. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So that deck is still very real. It hasn't gotten any better. Has, well, it, it has gotten better. It hasn't gotten any worse. So that's one you can definitely expect to see. Um, Sticking inside of fire, uh, just moving on to maybe a different combination. Uh, Avalanche, still a very, very real deck. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're kind of scooting into fire uh, or fire earth here a little bit. Yeah. Um, Final Fantasy VII also uh, just very popular, right? So yeah, there's people who are just really happy to play Cloud Bear, Tifa, Bigs Wedge, Jesse onto the table, and they, they've made their day. Yeah, and turns out the deck's actually really, really good. It's a that's a very easy to just kind of pick up. These are the sum of its parts, which can also kind of scoot us into one of the new decks that have popped up that plays kind of similar, and that's the Soiree. Yeah, Soiree. Um, you will 100% see Soiree. Soiree yep. is the new Scions deck, essentially, yep. where, like, like you can just assume that, like, some relatively large percentage of people are playing this deck, and a smaller percentage of them will make it into top. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. I agree. Whereas, you know, this is one of those decks where, like, you know, maybe you don't have the cards for Avalanche, you know, whereas I don't see why you wouldn't, because all you need is a starter deck, three Barretts, three Tifas, and, you know, that's a, a gross, you know, very um, generalization, but for the most part, both of these decks seem very budget-friendly and easy to assemble, mm-hmm. um, and they both kind of do the same thing. They go wide, they put free bodies on the board, there's a little bit of evasiveness to the bodies, and you just you just outvalue your opponent, you and you back them up with a bunch of you know very tempo-y either removal bursts or bursts that are going to draw you a bunch of cards. Yeah, well, I mean, once you just get a couple of them down, you're starting to play like uh, a four CP AK that just draws two on enter, right? Like yep. you're starting to just play a two CP backup that like fourteen or no, sorry twelve K is something. You know, you just like. You're getting a lot of efficiency out of your cards after the first few steps. Um, yep. It is the kind of deck that doesn't get iterated on very much. It's just like mm-hmm. you find more efficient ways to get to the different members or to play more guys at once or to protect a wide board, right? But um, mm-hmm. I think it's one of those, like you said, it's it's very budget-friendly. It's kind of a just go buy a couple boxes of the new set and you're pretty much there, right? You don't have to really explore too much into older sets. Um, I... I know I'm sounding a little bit like I'm like, oh, yeah, this is like the new player deck. I don't mean to sound like I'm even talking it down. Like, the deck is pretty potent right now and is mm-hmm. going to be pretty strong. But my take on this deck is that as the set goes on or as people learn more about this set mm-hmm. and play more with the set, it's a deck that I feel like is probably pretty close to its ceiling already. And yes. it doesn't do anything more than the sum of its parts, really. It's just that the sum of its parts are are efficient enough and strong enough that it, it hangs. Um, but I would not be surprised to see Soiree start high and taper off as the set continues, uh, rather than other decks where I expect them to kind of like grow in popularity as the set goes on. I agree, because you can honestly, even not, not even buying a couple of boxes, go play locals and just get everybody's bulk, because all these cards are like commons and rares. I think there's, what, one H out of all the Soiree members? Yeah. 
And the only legend, like truthfully, the only legend I think you real the, the only one Kieran. I think you really really need is Kieran. Yeah, people play Cecil Kieran. and Kieran in the deck. I think both of those are are fine. Yeah, yeah. and I I would also argue if you really want to get crazy, you could probably play Axstar in the list. Mm -hmm. Um, but I I think well, he kind Admiral of suffers Axstar. the same thing that Cecil does. That's right. Um, but him being a an, an 8K, I think is just a little bit dangerous of all of those. If I were to pick one, I'd probably pick Kieran over all of them because all those soiree members are fucking four drops. They sure are, and man. So the fact that you just jam Kieran down, get man, Kieran into Madam will feel really, really good. Oh, yeah. It'll feel oh. pretty gross. Indeed. So, I mean, and, and both of these strategies are a little bit aggressive because um, they go wide. They can go wide quickly. Um, you know, efficient bodies that are going to do some stuff when they enter, keep your keep your keep your grip full, um, and then they just become you know pretty hard to deal with because they're fulls. They're, these are fulls. These are not fun size Snicker bars you get on Halloween. These are full size candy bars. That's right. Um, but kind of sliding into some aggro strategies, you're going to see. I mean, obviously, you know, fire ice is one you're going to see, and not just necessarily fire ice in general. We're talking. Night, uh, more like night strategies, um, because I think that's kind of the the new aggressive deck on the block, um, be it fire, water, fire, ice, whatever. Ice water. Um, but yeah, I, these are all. Um, and I, but I, I think you know, ice water definitely is a little bit more mid rangey in my opinion, mm -hmm. just because mm -hmm. you're 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 settling back into more of a crystal mid game yeah, using Mog Six and Lena, whereas fire, water, splashing Laswell, fire, ice, you're definitely Definitely leveraging the early Laswell to lock your opponent's backups down, and you're just getting in there with Ramza for two points of damage at a time as quick as possible. Yeah, man, Ramza's so. one that, like, uh, I was like, yeah, I mean, for him to cost these extra two crystals, like, how often are my, am I always going to have two crystals? Like, getting one pretty early is easy. Getting two pretty early could be tough. But then, like, when they spoiled Agrius, and Agrius is just, like, attacks and gets a crystal in combat, and then you spend them mm -hmm. on the river, like, that kind of stuff, it just ends up working out really well for the deck. Uh, Soul, as well, also yeah. generating crystals uh, that can go right into the rims, uh, and, yeah, that deck is just, like, uh, barely any old parts, almost all new ice and fire parts uh, yeah. to make a, a new, very fast, very strong fire ice deck. Absolutely, and I, I think it's one you're going to see a little bit of variance as far as like from versions. But I think the I think the core of the deck is going to be the same. You're going to see Laswell, you're going to see Agrius, you're going to see Ramza, you're going to see Charlotte. Charlotte is just that protection protection piece. Um, be ready to see like Duke Larg on the backup line um, because that's that's just what you're going to see. Being, yeah. Agrius being just an out of the box nine K is. Pretty, that will rough. discard a card if you target her. Yeah, so um, you're going to have to have yeah. a plan for Agrius. My recommendation mm -hmm. is when she attacks and triggers her crystal attack, Amaterasuing her is a pretty good way to clean it up. If they don't yep. have exactly Duke Larga, they're just riding off of another tactics character, that'll kill her. Uh, but usually mm -hmm. that's enough to get a chump where it needs to go. Um, exactly. The fact that the, uh, the Ama does not target her means you kind of don't have to spend that extra discard. Um, exactly. But yeah, she's um she's scary, bro. That Agrius gets annoying very fast. And it's like, okay, well so I'll just let this card attack. Like, you know, whatever. It's I'll just won't block it, you know, I'll let the nine K get through. And it's like, well it's generating a crystal every time it attacks too, so that's just uh it starts to snowball other parts of your deck or make your removal cheaper and yeah, which making make the removal cheaper, making you killing my Ramza and me playing another one just as dangerous. But it also too, if you're a damage based deck um, and I drop a soul, and I've got a, just a pile of crystals. 
you're not killing any of my shit ever again with damage. Yeah. It's not. Mm -hmm. Soul, so, dude. What a card. Yeah, what a card. And uh, so you'll you'll definitely see that. You'll see, um, you know, some people are still playing the, the Final Fantasy VI uh, Heavy mm -hmm. Fire Ice list just mm -hmm. because some of those new cards kind of go right into that deck. I'm specifically talking like Squall and Shantoto and Morrow. You know, there is a, you know, I told you, man, my favorite party attack in the game right now is Celis Morrow, my favorite Star Wars droid. Draw draw two, freeze two. Dude, <laughs> I still love, dude, draw two, freeze two is, <laughs> it's the best. Dude, that's, that's, that's what happens here on Sand Planet. Sand Planet, dude. Uncle, uncle. <laughs> It's it's something you got to think about because that new Celis from last set very very good. Um, you know I've seen more Opus Four locks in the last two weeks than I have in a very long time, which makes me very very happy. Um, so that deck is you know you're starting to see that kind of pop back up. Um, so yeah, so just n being prepared for Fire Ice and the aggressive or more like aggressive tempo strategies it can play. You know you definitely want to be ready for that. Um, <laughs> Draw two, freeze two. And CP3O. <laughs> oh my god, because she that's what she does. She's part of both of those. I love it. Absolutely love it. This is the best. <laughs> Draw two freeze two and CP3O. It's, it's gotta be a t-shirt somewhere, right? Or at least the episode name. It, 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 I'm I'm fine with that too. Yeah. I am absolutely awesome. fine with that. You nailed it. You nailed it. But um other you know, as far as you know, we, we kind of talked a little bit about burn damage and burn removal. You know, we, we talked about it a little bit with uh mono fire. We said samurais. Kind of doubling back to mono fire um brassica brassica decks um you know i don't know how how much of the the mono fire doga quote quote deck you'll see um because that's another deck that seems a little that like you could just really draw into the worst fucking hand of all time when because you have what, like 30 summons in the deck yeah something like that dude it's some absurd number is it like it's like two backups yeah it's like two copies of moody <laughs> Scooty that like, moody, brother. That's right. That's right. So like, you know, in, unless you draw into like some gas, like the Onion Knight, the Magissa, something to, you know, put these summons into your break and draw some cards, you're you're probably not gonna have a good time. Um, but it depends on what summons you draw. Like you you could play you could play enough of a game to kill whatever threat your opponent put out until you find the cards you need. But I don't know that's that seems a little loose to me, and I feel like you just... I almost feel like you kind of just fold up to a Mist Dragon. Just like a little loose goose? Yeah, just, yeah, like, you know, and guess what? Avalanche decks are playing Mist Dragon. I would be willing to bet that Soiree decks are probably playing Mist Dragon. Um, uh, I, I feel like, I don't know. While Some I think I mean, the deck is the deck is clearly putting up results, right? It won an event and it won the weekly last week, so it's a it's a it's a it's a deck. Well, cards like Miss Dragon, dude, sees the least mm -hmm. play at the beginning of a set, and we'll see more yeah, play later because people want to do their thing when they want to bother stopping your thing. Yep, I agree. I agree, though. It's just so weird because I feel like Miss Dragon is just it's going to help me continue. It's going to help me do my thing, but also stop you do your thing. It's so sometimes weird, sometimes it's just doesn't help you at yeah. all because <laughs> it's a very it's like a pretty niche summon um so yeah it's it's one of those where it's like i mean we cut it out of avalanche you know like happily mm -hmm. cut it from our avalanche list uh and so it's like yeah well while some avalanche decks might be playing it bro like when we were tuning avalanche we decided that i'm not ever playing a game long enough where this mist dragon matters you know so it's like uh i i do think it's something to be aware of but I don't know if it's 
as everywhere as mm -hmm. it has been before or <laughs> could be in the future. No, I agree. Uh, but, you know, I said all that to say this. I think the best way to Brasca... Burn a fucking sweeper <laughs> or a Shantoto to fire. Yeah, wind fire. Just, just a, a wind fire good stuff deck. I think that deck is very, very good. Um, It can play a quick game. It can settle in for a long game because, you know, you're recycling your summons with cards like Lulu. Um, you know, some some lists are doing like the 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 value with like Zidane and Atomos, um, but at the end of the day, just giving you six more copies oh of Amaterasu and Bernhilder and Chocobo, getting you more Lulus and Terras is just like the, yeah. it, those two summons are so potent right now, and having them yeah. on demand for most of yeah. the game is just really strong. Yeah, I agree. And then uh, it's even better when like your Zidane steals your opponent's Amaterasu's <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Brynhildr's and stuff like that. So, so I think that's a very, very real deck as well. I think you need to know how to um, navigate that matchup. And I think it's another one where break zone. And that's something too. You know, you're not really thinking about that right now because, again, like you said, everyone's trying to do their thing. I, I think break zone removal is probably very, very good mm -hmm. right now. Mm -hmm. um, will probably be good going into. Um, going into florida and um I see kadaj's pop up uh, yeah a lot more like he was kind of just not a thing for a minute and now people are realizing the value of the break zone mm -hmm. a bit more and starting to slot him in i think all the think... decks are gonna have him for sure and i think it's also crazy too right when you um because you look at a card like shinryu which was like the the lighter dark card of choice in the last meta at you don't really see a whole lot of three drops really floating around anymore. It, it, that number's gone up. It's a lot of four drops, uh, which Kadaj is. Yeah. Twos and fours. So, see, and being able to, like, play Kadaj off of these, because not all these cards that let you play four drops, say, with non-light or dark, like Soul, you can play a Kadaj off of a Soul and feel really fucking good about it. Mm -hmm. um, can you play, I haven't read Kieran, I gotta look at it. Does he say non-light or dark? No. Oh, you can play him off of Kieran. Yeah. That feels really fucking good, too. Yeah. Um, can you play it off of Cecil? Yep. There yeah. we go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so Kadaj is in a good spot. Yeah, Kadaj is um is definitely one of those cards that like you never feel awful about him because he just always mm -hmm. at least does the thing where he comes back in and dulls our guy <laughs> or comes back in and yeah. pushes your guy through. Um but that extra mm -hmm. layer of messing with their break zone, pretty strong mm -hmm. right now. Um mm -hmm. yeah, I, I think that Kadaj uh, like you said, because Shinryu is kind of taking a hike, people are like, all right, well, what am I playing instead now? Uh, yeah. Go to the next best universally good later dark card, and it's Kadash. Yep. Yep, I agree, and I, th I think that's fine. Now, you you'll see people reaching real deep into night strategies and throwing rain in there, which I don't think that's entirely incorrect. But I think Rain's another one of those ones where, like, you need to see, you need to play three copies of it. And it's not like a card like Titus, right, where... If you flip it on damage, you don't feel bad. If you flip rain on damage, you're like, well, fuck, there's a special that's just gone. Mm -hmm. um, and Titus is another card that you wouldn't hate drawing in multiples because you can block with it, play another one, get you another card back. Um, whereas rain isn't really doing anything for you, by, but you have to play all three copies to really maximize what he's doing. Right. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I I, I can I, I can see the argument for it because you're really just leaning heavily into the night stuff. But I just think Kadaj is probably if if you're hard up on a lighter dark spot, I think I think Kadaj is probably the best way to go right now. Without with while while the dust is still kicking in the air, as it were. 
Yeah, man, it's um, I I I think that <laughs> that poor dragon Shinryu just is the victim of circumstance with there being like it's like oh man, what are the threes and sixes that we're seeing right now? Uh, I'm gonna 10k your Kieran, leave all of the four drops on the table, and let you play the next Kieran. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that seems real bad. That seems real bad. But, you know, if you if it's one of those things and you navigate and you still play Shinryu and you run into a bunch of like Avalanche decks, you're gonna feel great. Hey, like we said, you know, the Avalanche and the Samurais are still gonna be around too. Yeah. Um, it's just not. It's not like where you go into uh, like let's say Bahama Brawl, especially because it was a two deck mm -hmm. tournament where I'm just like, almost every one of these people is going to have Samurai or Avalanche deck. <laughs> yeah. On their person, yeah. a little bit less, but that's also true. Like, um. Kadaj is something that slots in when you don't know like what's going to be on the other side of the table. He always does the same thing. Shinryu mm -hmm. is a card that finds its way into decks more and more as meta gets more defined. Yep, I agree. Yeah, I agree. Um, and you'll also see people playing some other things. I think I think you will see Black Waltz in some capacity. Um, what version yeah. I don't know, but that's that's still a very well. A, it's a fun deck. Um. I do think it has legs, just depending on how you play it. Um, again, There's a I lot think... of ways to build that, mm -hmm. man. There's so many, and it's like, what is yeah. what is the best? I don't know. I, I don't have the time to figure it out. <laughs> right, somebody cause... else does, yeah. Yeah, that one, and I, I think you'll see people maybe playing some sort of Lightning X. Uh, you'll um, you'll see um, you'll probably see some Kingsglaive in some capacity, but also, too, John, another deck that I think people are still playing that can still just Bite you in the ass out of nowhere. I fully expect to see somebody or in, in some number playing Dragoons. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, that's still a deck that, you know, it's, it's, while I don't think it's any better than maybe like tier two on its best day, a deck will still shit on you if you don't respect it. You think it's just like, uh, people just love it. So it's popular. Yeah. It, it, it is one people, people love Dragoons, right? Like, that's just the thing. It's a, it's a tribe that people love. It's like a, a synonymous tribe with, um, with Final Fantasy. So I they think got absolutely people nothing, dude. They didn't even get like a cane. They, they didn't even get a, like a throwaway token dragoon or a generically good lightning card. Yeah. They got Heo. Yeah. yeah. That, that's about it. But I feel like that, then you're at that point, you're taking away from the consistency of your Alice's and things like that. So maybe yeah, honestly, not. Chad or, is it, probably pretty good for that deck. I could, I could argue Chadley in because that deck. You're like, um, I'm just going to get Freya's back. God, I don't want to backtrack to the to the studs and duds, but I'm so I, I hate that I like that card. I hate Chadley. You hate that you I hate like that Chadley. I, I hate that <laughs> I like that card. It's a good card. It really is. Yeah, he's pretty decent. Shit, I hate it. I hate that. <laughs> but anywho, well, but because you hate Chadley, yeah. I I think so. Yeah. But also too, you know, we're talking tribes. You know, Warrior of Lights, another one that you could see again. I guess oh, we're saying yeah, all dude. this because like there's so much that you could see. Um. John, I guess the request, how do you prepare? How do you prepare? Chris, the way that you prepare, I think, is you make sure that your strategy is consistent, that mm -hmm. you have a well-defined game plan in your head for mm -hmm. what the worst problems you can encounter are, and, and try to make them generic. Try not to make it like, oh, if they play Zidane on turn two, right? It's like, mm -hmm. okay, if they're playing aggressively and they have you know, two CP 5k bodies coming out like that, that covers 
Zidane, Agrius, Laswell, you know, like a lot more mm -hmm. stuff, or, or, or they have um, a twin pre-counter, right? Like yep. preparing yourself to be able to deal with a 2CP 5K is going to help you with a lot of those situations as opposed to dealing mm -hmm. with a single situation. And like, oh, well, what does that mean? Oh, well, Bernhilder is a 2CP 5 So, of course, if you're playing a, a fire deck, three Bernhilder is just a smart move right now. Um, yep. So things like that, I recommend people just kind of instead of worrying so much about countering a strategy or all these super hot tech pieces, it's the first big tournament for a new set. Like you just want to, whatever the thing is that you're going to do, make sure you can do it very consistently every game as close to the same way every time. Right. And then mm -hmm. just have a good number of options so that if your opponent tries to, you know, is doing something that's good about stopping that one thing, you have different directions you can go and be flexible. Um, so that's where some of the tech choice type stuff comes in. For me, I would just say, like, um, make sure you have a decent amount of removal in your deck because mm -hmm. you need to respect other people's threats and combos. Don't just play your combos. Um, yeah, man, I mean, I know it's a lot of generic advice, but I think that people get really caught up in trying some new, exciting, big, flashy thing at the first tournament and mm -hmm. really playing clean and playing something you know well is going to get you further than than like playing some gotcha deck list yep. i agree i agree and um and of course this is just kind of early just from what we've seen from events from what we've seen playing games um what we know just from theory crafting that Right now, this this first event is going to be the absolute Wild West. Um, I think with the next couple after Florida will be a little more refined because mm. I think what happens here is going to set the pace for the next event. Oh, yeah. I what think happens it's... there is going to set the pace for the next one and so on. Like You could very easily have a list of mm -hmm. the things that you're going to need to test against for the next event. Much mm -hmm. easier than you are for this one. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So, with that being said, you know, we just talked about decks that we fully expect to see. And, you know, and I think I'm even reaching by saying shit like Warrior of Lights and Dragoons, but I, I would not be surprised. I would not be surprised if somebody's there, because, you know, when you have local events, you have people that bring their pet deck. It just, it just happens, right? So, I don't know if I'd put so much thought trying to you know practice mm -hmm. for these matchups as i would like your pirates match up your twins match up just know that if you see it don't let it catch you off guard just know what the day things like that like the lower tier decks just know what they do yeah i mean it's even one of those things like okay okay so what happens if they just play a lot of guys on the field right mm -hmm. well that helps you with pirates as much as it helps you with some other things right like, exactly how do i reset a wide board okay um like how do i recover from them resetting my board and like what happens if they just like they windmill slam two snowballing threats on the first turn because that could look like things that aren't just twins mm -hmm. um like some of those having you don't have to like have an exact plan but being aware of those things and having an answer for those questions mm -hmm. is really going to help you you don't want to be trying to figure out your answer for that question in the middle of it happening to you exactly exactly but that's all I got, Chris. I think that this is a, I mean, man, I can't believe that, like, I know it's not exactly next week, but it's like the next thing I'm doing for Final Fantasy is essentially yeah. <laughs> that tournament. And I can't wait. It's going to be 
a lot of fun. I highly recommend if you want our the closest thing that we can give you to a pulse check of what to actually see or prepare for or whatever. I highly recommend that you tune in um, the week of Florida to RVA Weekly uh, because we're going to have this picture will be colored in a little bit more by then. I would also recommend that if you uh, if maybe you don't have as good of a local scene and you really want to test and you really want to you know make a splash at this event, you should also play in the RVA Weekly. Yeah, at the very least, you know, um, and it's like, sure, it's a shameless self-plug type stuff. Yeah, absolutely. But but you know it's consistent. You know it's going to be there. It's high profile. Like like players who are the people you're going to have to look out for at these events, yeah. you know, and they're testing real decks. So yeah. whether or not it's something that that player will exactly be playing at the event is a different thing entirely. But is that a viable deck being played by a strong pilot? Yeah. So that's some good information. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Again, it's a lot to unpack, and things will—I mean, things could change on a dime. And next week, there could be some crazy shit that we haven't even thought of yet. But just if, right now, I agree with you. We kind of talked about this at the top of this before we sign off. You know, at this point, you should probably have the deck you want to play for the most part, kind of locked in, and just start the refine the refinement process. And you know, maybe early on, you're like, I don't know, maybe this just won't cut it when you start refining it, but. I would I would recommend having a backup plan, but I think at the at this point at this you know this stage of the game you should probably have the list you want to play like at front and center. Yeah, um, I agree. I mean, the the thing that will help you the most, rather than audibling to counter any kind of top deck, mm -hmm. is to just put reps in on whatever you think you'd like to play. Now, John, you you just you just said I can't audible. That's um, uh, you're 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 take you're taking away my lifeblood. Chris, if anything, uh, I think telling you you can't do it pushes you closer to doing it. Yeah. Well, uh, truth be told, John, <laughs> this is one. Of the, this is one of the few times where it's like I'm pretty locked in on what I'm gonna play. Well, that's because um, uh, that's because you're playing Fire Ice to begin with, right? And it's not. Yeah, uh, we're not much. all testing something else, and then your heart brings you where your heart brings you. You know, you're you're yeah. already in your favorite place. I'm in my comfort zone. Exactly. That's right. And and I think, the I vortex, think... as it were. And there's no, there's no fucking surprise. People who know me, they, they, they knew that's what I was going to be playing when, when I realized it was a d good enough deck. Um, but I can, it's, it's just my style, but I could also argue, there are other decks I could also argue playing, but I'm just, I'm having a good time playing this and it's testing very well so far. Chris, um, that sounds like two of the best reasons to take it to Florida. Yeah, there, there it is. <laughs> Pretty straightforward there. But yeah, I'm pretty white, John. That is all I've got this week. I am just super, super jazzed to be super jazzed about FFTCG. And the, the countdown is on. That's it, The countdown dude, is on. It's uh, right around the corner. I can't wait. And we will see you there. Be there or be squaw. Or be squaw. That's about it for us this week, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. As, As always. always. As always. And now this, uh, John, I don't know about you, but this coffee is uh, definitely telling me what the next line is going to be. Oh, yeah, dude. I, I know what the next play is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Take care. Toodles. Bye-bye. Thanks once again for listening to the RVA Returners podcast. If you like what you heard and you want to hear more, you can head on over to rvareturners.com.
Alex. Uh, I'm back. Brother. <coughs> Hello, sir. Hello there. I have returned. I also have returned. Excellent, dude. 